Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Expert on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is George Mendoza. George is a legally blind, world record-breaking, Paralympic runner, award-winning Latino artist, author, philanthropist, and public speaker from Las Cruces, New Mexico. His paintings are currently on display as a National Smithsonian Affiliates Traveling Exhibition. George is a founder of the Wise Tree Foundation, a nonprofit that supports young artists in New Mexico. In today's episode, George and I remind you that life's stumbling blocks become stepping stones. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you. Glad to be here. I am looking forward to that. That was reading so many things of things that you've done. And so I'm, I'm looking at my own life and struggles I have. And I'm thinking, gosh, I don't have some of the, quote, struggles that you have. And so it's always so encouraging and reminded, like, like we said, that life summoning blocks are just simply what we, what we make of them. And so you have made so many stepping stones. And I can't wait for you to continue to inspire us. Now, you're originally from, uh, from New York. And you said at 15 years old, something happened to you. What happened? Well, I, I grew up in New York City with my mom. She was a single parent. Uh, I love this story because I was a block away from the Museum of Natural History. And at age nine, which is chronicled in my uh, biography, Running Toward the Light, I had a very strange dream about losing my sight. Oh, really? Teen, I was at, yeah, yeah, it was really strange. It was almost like a premonition. At age 15, I started having trouble in the basketball team. Um, I played with Center Reach High School, and Toby Knight was seven foot four, and I was six three, and we were undefeated that year. But I started catching the basketball with my face, <laughs> and my <laughs> fingers were all broken. And the the coach took me out of first string, and then I started seeing red everywhere and so my mom hmm. took me to, to a lot of doctors in stony brook and new york and they thought i had cancer and different types of uh diseases and finally i went to the manhattan eye ear throat hospital in new york city where they diagnosed that i had juvenile macular degeneration oh, very goodness. rare in those days there was only two right. medical cases in the united states Ironically, it was me and my cousin, Mary. Oh, wow. Interesting. Could be hereditary. Could be, yeah. 
yeah, it could be hereditary, it could be environmental. They they just didn't know. Hmm. And so I went back to school and I got, you know, released from the basketball team. A, a typical story, you know, my girlfriend was a cheerleader. She dumped me. I, I wound up in right. special ed classes, writing large print. And uh, within six months, I was legally blind. I had no central vision and I oh, had... Gosh. 80% loss, 90% loss of peripheral vision in six months, just like that. Mm. How was that though? I can't imagine what that's like. So you're 15 years old, you are really athletic, you are doing great things. And all of a sudden that gone within six months, how did you, how did you not give up and find despair from that? I'm, I'm sure you found it, but how did you, how did you keep pushing forward? I, I did give up. I was suicidal for years. Um, I didn't want to live. Um, but my mom had this saying with me, you know, uh, I'm not going to watch you sink and I'm not going to watch you drown. You're going to have to learn how to swim. So my mom gave me a huge, big ego. <laughs> she said, you're going to have to have you know, a lot of self-confidence, a big ego, because you're going to be bullied, which I was. But I was also 6'3 and very athletic. So anybody that called me Batman or, you know, four eyes, I didn't beat them up. I just ran away because I was a champion runner. Before I went blind, I was very fast. Wow. And, and during the blindness, I became faster because if anybody picked on me, I would just run away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. How was it for you to learn how to navigate with your other senses? I mean, I guess you couldn't see, you could see peripherally, I suppose but you couldn't see direct. How were you able to, to navigate that? Well, you know, there's a stereotype, but in my case, it was true. Um, I, my, I lost my eyesight, but I gained hearing was better. I wouldn't recommend this, but I crossed streets listening to, you know, the cars. Plus I became a white cane traveler. Um, I think my sense of touch became uh, increase because I, all my artwork is finger painting. Oh, really? You know, I don't really use a brush. I find that too, uh, confining. So I like to sweep things across. And if you look at my artwork on my website, you'll see that it's very whimsical. Um, sense of smell. Um, I think all of it became more enhanced, uh, due to the loss of one sight, you know, one sense wow. of sight. Wow. That's I mean, like you said, I, I, I wouldn't, would not want to go through that, but I'm glad that you were able to figure out ways in which you can still thrive. We'll be right back. Are you an emerging persona or a global organization that isn't getting recognition from the press? Have your marketing and advertisement efforts hit a plateau? Let us help you take your brand to the next level. Red Heifer Media is a full-service boutique public relations agency specializing in health and wellness, tech, real estate, and nonprofit organizations. We can turn your successful company into a reputable brand. Take your first step and visit www.redheifermedia.com. Once again, visit www.redheifermedia.com to take your brand to the next level. I am currently speaking with George Mendoza. How did you, how did you become all the other things though? So let me read this off really fast. So you are a world record breaking Paralympic runner. You are award-winning artist. Did you know that you were an artist before you lost your sight? 
Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I finger painted flowers and suns in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they were ridiculous paintings. <laughs> and my mom collected all of them. And one of them from first grade is in my traveling art show. Next to oh, a really? big painting, you know, with the sun and the flowers. And yeah, yeah. So my mom kept everything, my poetry, my artwork. Um, again, because I was bullied a lot, I ran away from everybody. So I got faster. And then I would just stay away from people that, you know, I felt were threatening. So I went in the backyard and painted. I, everything I've done in my career has been a hobby. And I want to emphasize that because a lot of writers and artists come to me and say, I want to be famous and I want to be the next Stephen King. That's not the right mindset. You got to enjoy what you're doing, a labor of love. And if you're lucky like me, I got discovered in art and in literature. Uh, so, you know, the rest is history. But I also had a volume of artwork and a volume of literature. And the blessing in disguise is I couldn't drive a truck <laughs> or fly an airplane or become a diamond cutter, you know? So I became an artist and a writer. Uh, and I can do that because of technology. Um, you know, the speech system for the blind helped me compete in the sighted world. Uh, to write oh, wow. books and in art, I, yeah, in art, I just went ahead and bought the largest canvas I could find and just started painting flowers and mountains and, you know, blazing suns and, and mystical eyes on the artwork. And it became really well known throughout the world. That is fantastic. When you reflect on the 15 year old boy just before you got the news about your eyes. And then with the person today, what's the same about those two people and what's different? I mean, obviously years have passed. And so of course we know that, but what's, what, what about who you are as a person? What's, what's the same and what's different? Well, you know, before I lost my eyesight, I was determined to be a basketball player or, you know, get into a professional sports trainer thing. I loved athletics. I mean, I grew up next to the Yankees and the Mets and I went to Comac Arena before the World Wrestling Association became real big. And I met all those uh, crazy wrestlers and stuff. So I had the determination to be successful. But then the blindness hit me. And ironically, the movie Ray, his mom and my mom said the same thing to Ray Charles and George Mendoza. I'm not going to watch you drown. You're going to get up by your bootstraps and continue. And Ray Charles' scenario is music. Mom said, we're going to take you to New Mexico. The light's bright there. You can paint. You can run in the desert. You got to watch for the rattlesnakes, though. (laughs) (laughs) I've jumped over millions of them. So so I think my mom, it was very instrumental in keeping me inspired. And my mom was in real estate. It's a real cute story. And my mom said, you know, there's three words in real estate to be successful. Location, location, location. Okay. And then she said, there's three words for you to be successful despite your blindness. And so I said, 
what location location locations goes persistence 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 and i've never forgotten that i teach a lot of uh artists and writers and i say you know to be an artist you got to paint to be a runner you got to run and to be a writer you got to write and so when an artist comes to me and says well i've done two paintings it's not a body of, you know, you need a, a body of, of work. Um, I've written 32 novels and I've just launched the first two. Yeah. And that is something where I think if people, they have this idea of what they want to become, but like you said, if there's a difference between the motivation for why we do something. So I, I remember when I started Lifeology, I, for six months I did, a, I was on YouTube before I, when I, before I started radio. For six months, every single day, I did a video, a three-minute video, and I didn't care if anybody watched it. I mean, I wanted people to watch it. But my point was, I'm doing this because I want to practice my speaking again. Because when I was younger, I was in the media a lot, and then I had been like 27 years. So I wanted to be getting that in front of the camera again. I wanted to practice my speech. I wanted to practice my presentation. So for six months, every single day, I did a video. <laughs> First ones, not so good. And then I continually got better. But that was you know the same type of thing you did as well as, or you told them as well as, you do it because it's what you want to do, what you feel comfortable with, what you enjoy, what is your passion. And then whatever comes from it, comes from it. You know, everyone, uh, and that's the motivation for why people do it. It's not because looking for fame and fortune, because that's an external factor that you may or may not get. But if the internal gratification that you get, that is always a foundation for change and for, for people to be able to really thrive in something they enjoy doing. I, I agree. It took me seven years to put together... 75 paintings for Colors of the Wind, which is the Smithsonian Traveling Art Show. And during those seven years, I didn't expect, you know, the Smithsonian to pick me up. I didn't expect yeah, a, uh, a children's book to be published. And fabrics, I didn't expect all my paintings to become fabrics worldwide. Oh, I didn't know that. That's fantastic. What I'm going to do, my listeners and viewers know that, and the show notes for every single thing here, what we can do is we will, I'll put the, the, um, the website for the Smithsonian in there. So people can also click on that and see what it looks like as well. It's kind of fun for me to realize that I could do this. Now, when I went to college in 1973, mm-hmm. I was the first blind guy at New Mexico state. And they didn't know what oh, the man. heck to do with me. <laughs> And wow. there, there was no technology, you know, and, and one of my stories I'd like to share with you is in typing class at the blind school, as soon as the teacher left, everybody was like, I can't see what we're typing, but I learned how to touch type. Oh, <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay. And now the speech system, yeah, the speech system, it tells me everything I'm typing. So I, I don't have to see what I'm typing. You know, I I listen to what I'm typing and it also, you know, does a spell check and I can edit from there. So the technology has helped the blind tremendously. And that's something like me who is sighted, who doesn't know all that. So whomever, I mean, there's so many brilliant people out there who do uh, create so many wonderful things for people who just for people to be, have a more of a thriving life. So for all the people who, who obviously have created these things, I mean, I'm, I'm so honored to be able to talk with you about it and to see how that's also enhanced your life. 
I do want to transition into your book, Journey of the Spirit Man. I was reading some reviews about it. It's fantastic. I know the first book is, is already out. And since this show is going to syndicate for multiple years to come, uh, by the time, whenever you hear it, you want to go to Amazon.com and you want to look for the book called Journey of the Spirit Man by George Mendoza. Uh, George, what is this book about? It's about a runner <laughs> that has a, <laughs> yeah, go figure. Um, it's about a runner that has a terrible hiking accident, which happened to me in 2011. And when he falls off the mountain, he comes to, and there's an ancient gate. He doesn't know if he's dead or alive. He walks through the ancient gate and he goes to four other worlds. And each world has lessons about peace, war, love, hate, uh, revenge, paradise, hell. And I do all my books based on the stuff I grew up with, Wizard of Oz. If you look at Dorothy, she's in Kansas. There's a tornado. She winds up in the Emerald City in Oz. I did the same thing. I, I have Michael in New Mexico, which is me and my son. Um, when I was married and we went all over the world, Mexico, United States, Canada, traveling, had a lot of experiences together. Um, he's a very adventurous kid. I took Michael to these other worlds, and then I bring him back home, just like Dorothy. And so you wonder at the end of the book, was any of this real or not? And that's what I wanted. I created a magic realism kingdom, if you will. Yeah. And I think the book has great book, film, and video game uh, potential. And that's what my agent is trying to do in New York. So if there's anybody out there in, in the movie business... So tell, tell us more about that. So you want to be the, in the television, the movie, the game, the video games. That So the the... the the plot sounds like it can be multiple things, multiple different uh, mediums in which it can be represented, correct? Yeah. In 2022, I got nominated for the Pulitzer Prize on Journey of the Spirit Man. And I got an agent in New York. And we're looking for book, film, and video game rights. I it's know, a business, you know? <laughs> the next Harry Potter, uh, Hunger wow. Games. And I've got 32 books written. And the first two in the series are out, Journey of the Spirit Man and Vision of the Spirit Man. We have a screenplay based on Journey of the Spirit Man that I co-wrote with Daniel Lands. And then we also have a screenplay on my life story based on my other book, Colors of the Wind. So if anybody's out there, get a hold of James or me, and I'll send it to my <laughs> agent and we'll get, get a deal going because now it's no longer a hobby. <laughs> yes, I know. I get it. <laughs> Trust me, I get that with my policy. Yes, I do it. It's funny, like just like you when I started, I was like, "Oh, this will be fun," and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is a really, it's a really, it's a business." Yes, and so I, I totally get that. That's super exciting, George. I, I can't wait to see this on in whatever medium it is, and and I haven't had a chance to read the book yet, Journey of the Spirit Man. I do love science fiction fantasy book. So I will definitely check that out because that is something I'm, I've, as, even as a little kid, I've always been drawn to that. So I'm looking forward to reading more about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I, I grew up with Chronicles of Narnia, Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm, you too. know, uh -huh. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that Frank Baum wrote 14 Wizard of Oz books. Yes. Not just Wizard they're, of Oz. Yeah, the, some of them books. are pretty dark too. Some are really dark too that people don't realize. Yeah, and about, I've read but, all yeah. of them. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I haven't read them yeah. all, but I've, I've definitely, I remember, I remember them. Yeah, but it's, it's, it is funny that they only, that they only just did the first. Well, I guess I did a couple of movies of it. Sure, I, f- I forgot about that. You've done so many things. What's next for you? My daughter wants me to retire, and I, I told her, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> What's next for me is I formed, <laughs> I formed the Wise Tree Foundation, and I have a group of investors that are interested in buying a building. For the oh, wow. first George Mendoza Art Museum for the Blind. Wow. And there's a, a vacant building here in New Mexico that we want to uh, buy. We're looking for a $1 million endowment to get in the building. And then from there, uh, we plan to uh, get other endowments and bring in celebrities. Like uh, I know St- Sylvester Stallone's agent real mm. well, mm. and oh, he's great. an artist. And then Jane Seymour is a friend of mine, and uh, she does art. So I'd like to bring in celebrities, mostly yeah. so they'll buy George Mendoza art <laughs> for big numbers <laughs> so it can support the endowment. That's you know, hysterical. The, yes, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. No. And then obviously to uh, bring out, because I formed my own publishing company thanks to a large grant from the New Mexico Commission for the Blind. I want to bring out books three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, just oh gosh, keep wow. rolling on the Spirit Man books. I've written six children's books, Dream Big Art Museum series that I want to bring out. And eventually, I think my agent will find me a, you know, a real publishing deal. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. It's fun bringing out your own material. Uh, yes, it is. I've got the creative writer, the copy editors, the book designers. Um, first book out of the gate was a Pulitzer Prize nomination. So it's amazing. It's going That's well. It's really inspiring. Yes, that is fantastic. I'm looking forward to hearing, you know, watching to going back, like I said, going back and looking at all. I've, yeah, I know a lot of things you've done, but I get to go back and really research that and enjoy that. It's super exciting. And it's funny that your daughter wants you to retire, but you're like, no, I have so many more things inside of me. And I have, you know, <laughs> it's not even close to being done, which is really, really inspiring. I, I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, you know, I have caregivers that take care of me cook and clean the house and stuff and mm-hmm. it's like they tell me all their clients just you know sleep in their room or watch tv mm-hmm. and i've never been like that yeah i must suffer from add and not even know it <laughs> maybe but whatever yeah, you're doing it works for you. energy and everything just pours out of my mind's eye on books and art wow and i don't want to stop plus you know going back to my mom's days with the egomaniac thing, I love seeing myself on a newspaper or a magazine <laughs> or TV, and I, I I just get high energy doing yeah. this kind of thing. Yes, yes, and like I said, that's why I was super excited to have you on my show because uh, you know it's we all have life life struggles, and some people have dealt more life struggles than others. Uh, however, for each person, it feels like a lot. So it's was so powerful to have you on my show today. And to share all the things you've overcome and how you continue to keep growing and keep developing. You're not even done yet. And you have so many more amazing things inside of you. But I want to thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. If my viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you, to learn more about your painting, to learn more about you in general and all your books, where will they find all this information online? You could order all my books 
Journey of Spearman, Vision of Spearman, Colors to Win on Amazon.com, uh, BarnesandNobles.com. And then my website is www.GeorgeMendoza.com. But I think what's really cool is if you type in George Mendoza Artist, you'll see all my images on Google Images. Oh, wow. From the artwork, the book covers, to all my fabrics. Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if you cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com for this particular episode. And you'll find all the information inside of that. And I will connect you with George and all of his artwork, all of his books, etc. George, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show. I truly appreciate all that you do. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.